funkified now some of the greatest R&B music ever made in America that set began with Curtis Mayfield 1971 and get down followed by earth wind and fire from 1973 that was keep your head to the sky We'll send that one out to my wonderful friend and student, the Mighty Mo. I know she's listening today. There's some early Earth, Wind, and Fire. The first song I saw them perform on television in 1973, and I just went, wow. <laughs> my path in life was set. That was followed by the Jackson 5 and Dancing Machine, one of the last hits they had on Motown before leaving the label for Columbia. That was 1974, and also from 1974, the group that came to prominence at that time, The Spinners and Mighty Love, another television memory for those of you who are around at that time or have seen it on YouTube, the time that The Spinners appeared on Saturday Night Live and Bill Murray was just beside himself <laughs> introducing them live to the crowd. He could barely contain his enthusiasm. The Great Spinners here on the morning train with J.D. Buell and we are headed elsewhere now with the also mighty Tennessee Ernie Ford. Disappears 
sweet, sweet sounds of Dolly Parton, Linda Ronstadt, and Emmy Lou Harris together for their first album named Trio. We heard the great Those Memories of You. That was Dolly on the lead vocal. And that stellar acoustic lead guitar was Albert Lee, and the fiddle was Mark O'Connor. The album Trio, released in 1987. Before that, Tennessee Ernie Ford from a collection named Tennessee Ernie Ford Favorites. Of course, on the Capitol label, he was one of the, the uh, signature signings of the new country music sound coming out of Los Angeles in the Capitol Records building. We heard you don't have to be a baby to cry. Well, this is The Morning Train, and I'm J.D. Buell, and we're going to rock a while. Here's Ronnie Wood saying hello. Well, hello, New York. It is an extreme. 
extreme pleasure to be here. We got a lot of different kinds of songs for you tonight. Here's another one completely out of left field.
So we were gonna try to put a beat up. Yeah, yeah I know. So you can put, so you, so put it on your phone. Put a beat up. Put a beat He's up. Make sure the audience is no, listening. No, get your phone. Get your phone. I'll get my phone. Where's my okay. phone? Okay, get your phone. Everybody, calm down. <laughs> All right, Nathan, I'm so glad you're hanging out with us. Everyone, everyone, everyone calm down. But we can. Why my lyrics? Yeah, you can literally rap those for sure. I'm about to rap. Come on, come on. Okay, so, do you want to like go off this or like you can try it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. 
But you gotta like yeah. freestyle after it's gone. Like, like, uh, I'm like, like, I'm like a writer now. Oh, People are like, gonna. Re- <laughs> 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 all right, all right. I still haven't right. drank this wild turkey that I really. Trying our like. best here. Uh, all right, which way are you gonna do it? Are you gonna do it on the ox? Are you doing it through? Are you doing it through the ox? Or are you doing it through the this? Where are you going? I'm looking. I mean, I'm trying to figure it out. Give me the headings. Give me the headings. Give me the hedge models. Well, I have to figure How out which, I wish uh, like, what we're going we're into. Hey, if we're doing okay, so one of my, like, half aster and poems over a beat, we gotta do one of, we gotta do one of Pam's poems over a beat. That's why, that's my request. Let's do a Pam, let's do a Pam poem over a beat, too. Because it's like, let's do it, come on. No, we don't know, we don't know yet if my... Next up. Where the hegemonals? Like Where the hegemonals? I've, I've read your poems. Oh, good. I have. No, where'd your headphones go? Oh, oh are, these, are these the real ones? I mean, they're... Turn the bass up. Turn the bass up. See, when do winner... I mean, here's the thing, though. I'm a, I'm a, bad, oh, I'm a bad critic, because whenever you do something... All right, Bill, Bill, Bill. Bill, it's great. Bill, what is it? Like, I could never write something Bill, like... Bill, Bill. I feel the same way. I'm like, oh, yeah, you guys are doing a thing. It's great. This is some snow blind. All right, I'm abusing that power. You should. That gives me PTSD. Look at that! You got a minute left. Oh, I I also was so raped. My first orgy was. Do, with do you have clowns, my phone? So I also phone? have some PTSD with uh, you know porn clown song, like, songs. Yeah. We, it, it should be playing through your. I can give you a different one that has more lyrics, but that is just that. That's what I wrote right now while you guys uh, were that's talking. What, that's what I want to do. I don't hear uh, the beats. The up, turn the bass up. I want to hear what's going on. Like, is the okay? Is the thing off? Do I have to? I don't know. You took away my headphones. I'm not hearing anything. I see it on the levels, which means. There, because the connections aren't connected. Oh, I hear it now. I mean, right, I see right. the levels working, yeah, so I'm like, look at them. No, Pam, right, there's a beat. Right. You just can't hey. hear it. I just put the headphones Hey, on. Rachel, put oh. in your passcode oh. for me. Oh. Rachel, put it, put in the pet. Turn the passcode up in my turn the passcode up in my lyrics. Turn the passcode up in my lyrics. Turn the passcode up in my lyrics. Turn, turn, turn my mic on. Fly swarm on my shit storm, baited and master redaction. That's what it's about. Keep the best, throw the bunk bumps out, rated and remastered. Soft tones, beautiful bastard, melodic master of no reality. Prolific profanity, vindictive vanity, broken drag to a shanty, tagged in a yore at rape kids. Nice tries, darling, crawling, and that's the rest that Rachel rose. So we gon' have to talk about keep balling, keep stacking them stacks. We got more checks to cash, we got more banks to prank. I'm talking about predicted Frank from the other day. With his chick you said between her legs dang But we ain't talking about that We got more raps We got best friends with benefits Bodily baptism Being reborn in your DNA D-dream away Valor bliss and splits Fragmented beginnings from unhappy endings Manic mosaic Romanticized status Casual choices Unhosial voices Heard blurred boundaries Laughter bounties Uncertain times Cynical minds Chaotic brains Barely sane Rarely tame Skating in line On the fractures from faults 
<laughs> this is just this is this is just two words per line. This is. Choo, 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 choo. I mean, not if like everyone else wants me to. Though. Like that, I don't want to do it. I just, I don't want to just do it. Like if one person wants me to do it, probably just take. Yeah, I'll, I'll, okay. Yeah, I'll freestyle. I'll freestyle. I'll freestyle a little bit. Here's the, uh, okay. Give me a topic. Throw out a topic. Okay, I'll do I'll do a freestyle on yo. I can do No, no, that's the topic. No, no, no. He was shouting out a topic for me to do. I'm gonna do yo. I can freestyle too. That's the topic I'm gonna do. Yo, I can freestyle too. But can you really do what I'm really here doing, doing to you? I'm really doing it. I'm really spewing it from my gut hole, my gutter roll. I'm really blueing it. The shit can is splattered with brown paper bands. Yup, I make a lot of money. It's brown paper bands. That's what they do with the ten thousands. It's a brown paper band, and you can see it around. But not with my tints cause it's a rape van Yup, I'm really out here with the police not seeing me in my rape van No tan Because That's it, I'll hand it over to you now What's up? Ready for it. No, wait. Let's uh, let's plug up Nathan. Let's plug up Nathan so he can say something. You can plug. Yes, you can. Yo, do you know how to do you know how to call into the station? We just gotta do it with the beats. We gotta hear right, Nathan so speak to the streets, but he claims he's about heat. But when he's on the golf course, he don't wear cleats. He's spikeless. He's Spike T in this bitch. He's Spike Lee in this bitch. He's sitting courtside at the Lakers game watching the Knicks. He's the nickest of Knicks. He's Spike Lee with the bits. He's so fresh, so big. He got the bitch with the tits. She's riding clits with the clits. She's clits so big, it's so Fritz with the Fritz. Tiny dicks. <laughs> Cuts are Johnny Dick, Spam Benjamin. She knows so what's I up. Peace for the kind. Peace is a mind. Slips of mind. Parapraxis. It's that Wild Turkey 101, Nathan. Staying guarded. We're sipping on. Shout out to Wild Turkey 101, our sponsor tonight. Reward vines, better days, shades of gray, fade and sway, wind. Nah, we ain't, ain't going to shout that out on the podcast. Pressure is gasping. Grasping time, complimentary disorder, brick and mortar, In the mic, disorderly compliments, tricks, trips, mm. flames, flick, flint, float, content, time spent, spirit went, domineering danger, manic whirlwind, many containers, hungover from elation, dizzy descension, blurry description. Oh. Compliment sandwich, criticism, yep. manage, cold, critic, critique, compliment sandwich, more shallow, less deep, sub, please, oh. your please, passive, oh. aggressive, leap. Oh. Oh, masturbation, Vanity Fair, front cover, elation, <laughs> the kind of station that you only get when you're at Mutiny Radio FM. Come on. We got to go, we got we to gotta be right, like so Wu-Tang, we got to go back to back, we got to just... We can just do it. If you, you asked me to, I think I just plugged in. I can, in. I can hear everything. Oh, well, for like, Nathan to freestyle over a beat? So I think, maybe, oh, no, I just, that there's something happening on four. Oh, and fuck. He can be on three. Bill, you want to sleep in my house tonight? We can hear you really Drive good. me home? Hey, I'll regret it. 
I can hear him through the headphones now. Fine. It's fine. You can hear him through the headphones Here, Pam, listen through the headphones so you know. Because you need to know. Because you are the one that is. You are the one. You're the one that is. No, you're the one I always needed. With my asshole, you always beaded. You put asshole beads in my asshole, y'all. Put asshole beads in my asshole, y'all. Chime in. You put asshole beads in my asshole, y'all. That's the bass. Someone do the melody. You put asshole beads in my asshole, y'all. Asshole beads in my asshole, y'all. Why am I not hearing myself on the mic? I, I mean, I was confused as everything else. Yeah, yeah. There's context to this one. Wait. Okay, I'm listening. You put asshole (laughs) beat. I can still hear you. So is Nathan. uh, Nate, are you really about to freestyle? You really about to lay one down? Because we're doing a lot of work. We're we're, we're doing a lot of work in the studio to make this happen. uh, If I were you, I would even pull out the notes. The notes freestyle have you have it just in case. Oh, wait, can't we pull beats up? We can. That's what I was saying. He needs to call in somehow. Wait, what if we pull beats on my device? Dude, do you think? Wait, 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 wait. Do you think? That's why we need to make more beats, man. That's why I got a sampler. We're gonna like release it for real. Hold up, right. the whole squad is listening. Then, Nick, how, how do, you do, do you think that you could acapella it? No. No, that's really. What if we all? What if we all was a part of the beat? Do you think he can do it? All right, y'all. Nate said he could acapella it, so we're gonna see if, if this dude really has what he says he's about. Hey, someone plug Nathan up in the headphones. Oh wait, it's acapella. again. Keith Richards and the expensive winos from Keith's first solo album, Talk is Cheap. That was 1988, and we heard How I Wish. That was preceded. Going with these guys, man. We're kicking down our cruise. I fucked off to L.A. because it's like I always do. Whatever that deal is, I like to stay true, though. True for you by my own mind, too. Guess who? I bet Pam likes science or Uncle Barry Lester and then going amplifier going higher. He fucked her hard like Steve Martin. He fucked her hard like a Tennessee Titan. Yeah. Yeah. Like a Tennessee Titan. That was that was Nathan Lowe in the booth, but not really in the booth. He was via 3G because he's still on T-Mobile, but still that bar came in fresh and hot. They took off. I was trying to give you a beat. They didn't let me. Yeah, Nate, you should totally roll through and be like, yo, these are just my friends on FaceTime. There's just like six of them. I'm just going to bring them along with me, like, you know, like VR style. I'm taking him with me. I'm taking you with me. All right, let's do it. No fear. Like Aaron has right, on his knuckles. You're coming with me. It's literally, like, it's literally only like a fucking... 79. 
the new barbarians is it like warm and there they all gave the us a version of mystifies you want to keep him on the radio or do you want to have other was his uh, whole like rap just now on on air I mean, we can or just do everything like, on air or not. I mean, it's it fine. <laughs> whatever. I mean. Yeah. On the right track. When you hear the trippy music, you know what time it is. I'm so excited. Today is a little bit different. I am pre-recording some Call Me Tim because I have the most exciting interview that I've ever had on Some Call Me Tim. Well, today on Some Call Me Tim, I actually have Wania, the bow of season six alone. How did that happen? Oh, things happen on Netflix, and then you get into them, and then, oh, you get on Facebook, and they're real people. She's a real person. She answered her fan mail because I am a super fan. It's hard for me to express I don't want to tell her this stuff because it's weird, but she'll hear it on the thing later. But I'm, I used to be a reality TV junkie. Before I started living like an authentic life that I wanted to live and spent my time the way I thought it should be spent to like make the universe and my universe and the whole situation better, I spent a lot of time watching screens and being really into reality TV. And in my late 20s early 30s I would say that it was my main goal in my life to be on a reality TV show now I look back at that and I think like oh maybe my reasons were a little more vapid or but this alone show is no joke if you haven't checked it out on Netflix yet season six wow like it's people surviving sur thriving as Sonia will put it on her, uh, alone. <laughs> they have cameras, their own cameras. Nobody's filming them. They're filming themselves, and they're surviving, and they're making their own water or food, finding it, building a shelter. It's like crazy, but great, not pejoratively crazy. Like, wow, like superhero stuff. Living the way I would pretend as a child, like in my backyard, like, oh, look what I'm doing. But they're really out there. 73 days. She was out there for 73 days. And I'm watching the show, and I'm crying, and I'm crying, and there's all these amazing moments. She's dancing with the sun, and she's squirrel, thanking the squirrels, and being so grateful to everything she ate, and just like, and I'm crying, I mean, oh. It was just, it was amazing. And she's a woman. There were so many women out there. And I was so impressed because I just, when it started, I was like, oh, three women. And she's a feminist superhero. And I can't wait to ask her so many questions. She's calling like right now. It's going to happen. 
it's going to happen like right now. Okay, I'm like, I did this. I started it a little bit early before she called because I was trying to like center myself so I wouldn't fangirl out on like the explanation of Alone before I started. For those of you who haven't seen the show, it's not like regular reality TV. Let's put it that way. I mean, it is in that they edited things heavily, and I want to ask Linnea quite a bit about what they left out. And I watched, she has a YouTube channel on Buckskin Revolution where you can watch the Alone series and then listen to her as she unpacks each episode um, and says, like, the things that she could say and couldn't say because I guess they had a, a DNR or something about the show. I guess reality TV shows do that. You can't release anything before it happens on the TV. But... Uh, she has her Buckskin Revolution channel that you should check out on YouTube, where she also teaches life skills. There she is! There she is! Okay. 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 Here she is. Okay. Oh, see, I already made a mistake. Hi, Winia. <gasps> Hi, Sam. How are you? I, I already fangirled out a little bit to the audience before you called to, like, calm myself down and sort of, like, uh -huh. explain what alone is for maybe some of the people that hadn't seen it. But you're more than alone. Uh -huh. That's the thing, too. I didn't want to just, like, talk about alone today. Hi! Okay, okay, I'm calm. I'm together. <laughs> you're so cool. I'm just, like, over the oh, moon to, like, you. oh. I mean, you didn't even have snare wire, and you caught rabbits? Okay. I know. I actually got a snarky comment on my YouTube channel today about how bad I did and how they couldn't believe I couldn't catch fish in a lake that was teeming with fish and how bad my trapping was. And it's so funny what people think they know about a thing. Like, they didn't really advertise that I don't have snare wire, so most people have no idea that that was one of the challenges that was going on. You had no fish. Well, that's – and they mentioned that at some point, that each place that they dropped people, each campsite is the wrong word, each place in the wilderness where you had the opportunity to live, they were all different. And so – some had fish right. and some had you had uh squirrels and rabbits and berries not everybody had berries right like i had less berries than most people i think actually because i didn't have much in the way of blueberries you know, every site was different for sure yeah but it wasn't really true that like they all have equal mm -hmm. resources they tried to give them the best you know they tried to make it the best swath and distribute the sites as well as possible but some sites had way more resources than others for sure yeah, well, which would you have... That's the luck of the job. That's the real world. <laughs> right? It's we... not Disneyland. It's the wild. Which, which, uh, which, which site would you have wanted to be on? Watching it after, would you have said, oh, if I would have been there? Did you have even that thought of like, oh, if I would have been in that no. spot? I mean, the thought that had I been in a spot with more resources, I could have done better and stayed longer, but I was in love with the place that I was. And when you're out there, you don't you have absolutely no idea what what other sites are like and what other people have access to. And there's really no point thinking about what you don't have because that doesn't fit you anywhere. Right. Well, but isn't that what you can do with what you've got? That's a mindset I think that we have in our real lives here all the time. Is that when we focus on the things that we that someone else has or that we don't have. And then it creates, like, suffering and misery that doesn't even need to be there. It's like what we can exactly. appreciate our own stuff. Okay, so first, I have questions not about Alone. Where does your <laughs> name, where does Wania come from? What is the derivation of your super cool name? 
Yeah, that's a great question. So the, the story of it is um, one that is interesting and not necessarily super cool. Um, so when I was a teenager, um, when I was uh, 19, I went and I did a summer course. It was a backpacking field study. So it was eight weeks backpacking in the mounds of Idaho, which was amazing. And one of the traditions of the course was that everyone take a, a trail name during that time, um, just to kind of set it aside as a thing separate from your normal life. And so I did that, and I was really interested in ancestral skills and starting to learn more of these life ways that are the things that I'm into now. And I found a book of Lakota stories, and um, Romia was a name. I wanted something that sounded beautiful and had a beautiful meaning and was something that I really identified with. And, um, and so Romia is a really powerful word that means um, like the life spirit when it's not incorporated in a body, it means the breath of life. And so I took that on as my trail name and after, after going by it for so long and it was a very, very transformative summer, um, I decided to keep that as my name. And so the, the not pretty part of it is that that's totally cultural appropriation. Oh. And I, you know, I was a young woman and I didn't really have that lens and I didn't understand, you know, I had no concept of that or why it might not be a great choice. So, um, so that's where Wonia comes from, is from a young woman who just named herself uh, a word from another tradition that wasn't her own. And I do think it's beautiful and I do really identify with it. And it's not a choice that I would make today, but I've gone by that longer than I went by the name I was given. And also I feel like it's a way to introduce, it's that keeping that name um, brings up the conversation yeah. and allows me to talk about the concept of cultural appropriation and just like changing it back would be like uh, letting myself off the hook and pretending that I didn't make an inappropriate choice when I didn't know any better. And it gives me this kind of like this way of addressing such issues from a place of humility as someone who gets it because they've done that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it's a great question. And it's not, you know, um, yeah, it's not always an easy subject for me to talk about because of that reason. Do you, do you feel like you've earned the name now that you have embodied all these ancestral skills? Almost like you could call yourself a, a bunny or a rabbit name at this point because you ate so many <laughs> like you you even said on the that was one of the things they actually showed that you're like I'm part rabbit now <laughs> like I'm or that all of yeah, your cells absolutely. were so do you feel like through the time that you've spent being like because you have integrity with these skills that you're that you've embodied and then you're, you're living and you're teaching it, does that remove or do you still feel yeah, some of that no, I don't, I don't think that there's any earning a thing that is, you know, something that I took without permission, uh, you know? So, I mean, wow. I think that it's not an inappropriate name if you look at it in that way, but if you look at it through the lens of cultural appropriation, yeah. I don't think that, you know, that there is anything that just changes. I mean, sure, I think that someone who didn't have a relationship with the skills and wasn't aware of these concepts, maybe it would be a less appropriate thing for, or it would be more harmful right. for someone else. But I don't feel like that makes it just okay, you know, That's not unless I had, you know, and, and, I, and I've spoken to Lakota people about this too, so it's not I'm completely without relationship to Lakota people, um, but, you know, 
yeah, that no, I can't. Because of people who are all going to have really different opinions about it. So, <laughs> but it's, <laughs> it's not it's for an, me to say whether or not I earned it. I guess is the is the bottom line. It's an appropriate. It's an important conversation. Like, because since we're in this crazy time of. I mean, what's happening with our world right now? There's so, but to even just to recognize a situation, it's like for me in white guilt, like I have to constantly come up against it and say, yeah, I'm, oh, did I lose you? I lost you. You're back. I know. Sorry about that. No, hey, it's all good. I cell phone here, so. <laughs> and you're out, in, you're up there in the mountains in Grass Valley. Okay, so here's my next question. How are you friends with a giant okay. cat? <laughs> The, the profile shot? Yeah, the, the picture the, the of the, you you're looking that? at the, you're looking mm-hmm. into the eyes of this enormous cat. I, I'm a cat person. I'm a crazy cat lady. Like, mm-hmm. I love cats. And I saw that picture. I'm like, how are you friends with a giant cat? And that's actually a pretty small bobcat as they go. Um, <laughs> large, large compared to house cats. But that was a cat that had been hit on the road. Oh, um, so that cat was no longer alive. Oh, really? I thought you were looking deeply yeah. into the eyes of a cat. See, look at me. I completely I misinterpreted the picture. You were. I mean, I was doing that. Yeah. yeah. That, th- that's all still true. So, and, and so for me, uh, when I was. soundtrack with my heart I almost died but me I can't empathize with that because I really never died I just tried some gay porn at one time that's the most of my struggles I look at myself in the mirror and I say how did you do that how did you really think you was gonna like that and now you never forget about that shit that you did that one time and I thought you was this person that only liked these other kinds of person but really you was this person that just tried this shit it was just one time you tried this shit but now it defines you on all these other sexual pyramids and schemes and pyramid schemes you was just like Frank Ocean in my dreams you was this Chanel orange I just wanted to burn my inside of you you was just another dude and I think it was this videos that was taking hold and when I really thought to myself who was I what am I like who do I like I was like maybe this video defines me and I also like boys them who I like I just like them I don't know why it's a video it's a sad and I don't Sometimes I'm poor to potties be spotty with that poop lotty. So when I'm gone, just carry on. It don't matter who you like, boys or women, you just put your wife. <laughs> sufficiently, sufficiently. Those are big lyrics. I'm, I'm calling those binaural beats. I'm calling that binaural beats, that track that I just laid down. Binaural beats. About my best friend that one time showed me that dude going down on another dude. And I didn't know what to think because I was so young. I was like, you're so dumb. How can you even formulate your fantasies? Hey, 
four years old, you know? You just got in and there. How you pretend to be so grown and watch all this porn, porn? I never said I liked the team boys. It was just the media that concocted these lies about me. And just know to all my loyal fan base, no matter what they say, no matter the evidence, it's always just you and me. You know, it don't matter the evidence. It's just you and me, me and my fans. It's just you and me. So when I'm gone, carry on, just be yourself. Just download terabytes off the dark web, just with VPNs and shit. Download terabytes of shit off the dark web. Just use VPNs, that's what I'm saying to you. Use a VPN so they cannot track your IP address. That's what I'm saying to You wanna do one? <laughs> Hold on, everybody put on your headphones, come on. Get in this. This is a good instrumental. Come on, get in this. Crawl inside this. It don't matter what the blonde look like, we got Eminem instrumentals on. Come on. All of these were composed by Rick Rubin.
headphones up and mix up mixer. Yeah. Turn this up, mixer. Turn this up, mixer up on the Apple keyboard. Alright, next riff. Next riff. Uh, uh. You turn the Apple Apple keyboard up in the sub mixer. Uh. Eminem once laid down the best tracks of all time But that might be just cause I'm white I have a bias towards my race I like art that inspires me Just kidding, I would never appropriate any kind of any kind of material that I say is satirical in nature It doesn't have anything to do with my opinion or vision I don't mean any of the things I say I just am trying to go for an effect So maybe one person will look at me and go Hey, that guy's got something But really, really no, I'm just always on this kind of like mode where Commercials are going to figure out how we're copywriting because the commercials are going to do some AI and be like, that's my commercial on that podcast. Yeah. They didn't have the legal license to promote my shit on that podcast. Meanwhile, the content creators are just like, what the fuck? What's going on right now? Hey, wait, can you pass me my phone? Yeah. Right there. Commercial be like, he didn't, ha- he, he didn't have the right to talk about insurance. That was our God-given right to talk about insurance. <laughs> we paid for that. All right. Turn the Mob Deep up in my e- e-phones. Oh. I don't know what you're asking. Mob Deep. Mob Deep. Turn it up. Oh. 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 Like beginning eight miles. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Put all the killers in the house. $100 pillar. This pack. Whoa. to be Duffy. I'm finna go up. Finna be sweaty. I'm finna bitch. Finna get that ugly Eddie. Where's my inspiration? I used to get questions up like I was big in Trudeau. I'm gonna do that boot to you through the hood. Yeah. You claim to be a body shot top, but I never seen you meditate in that one stick. I could catch you waiting for that divine presence. You never seen me waiting for that divine presence. You claim to be a body shot top, but Trump the presence, trying to be a real one, but you're nothing. Trying to do a real thing, but good to do something. Trying to be a real one, but I can't be. Trying to be fresh, but I'm just not. I'm gonna be something else one day, but I can't get to that one spot that I need to. Cause I want to go desperately to. And I can't get a rhyme going for my life, yo. But I just think that I'm fresh, yo. So I keep 
growing And I keep mobbing And I keep doing me Cause I think that I am real, real fresh Even though maybe people don't think I am And anyway, it's still the bridge So, uh, uh, uh Still having the same rhyme Rhyme or reason trying to do some shit you know like it'd be for the documentary and shit it's like and nathan killed our flow nathan. and everything oh that we thought God. was flow wasn't flow and nathan just killed and nathan just oh nathan, and then we're trying to do to go right in the middle of it but i just Microphone. don't have the flow dude what whatever speakers nathan are, are you with people right now just, you have to uh, I got Reverend Johnny right here. Give me the Reverend? cousin Johnny. Give me the cousin Johnny. Give me the cousin Johnny. Turn up your speaker. Give me cousin he's Johnny. A, uh, he's a legionist skanks motherfucker. Give me cousin Johnny. Turn up your speaker all the way. skanks. Hey, cousin Johnny, you got speakers in there? They were all just uh, rapping. Yeah, yeah. Here, look at the setup. All right, all right, cousin Johnny, download the download the mutiny no. app. Put it on the speakers, don't pitch. grab microphones, and pitch in. He's not going to want. I don't want to. Why would you think we're all going to freestyle rap right now? We're, we're recording one of the hottest podcasts that, 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 <laughs> that, that the East and West Coast will ever see to date. So John, what is going on right now is beyond so, uh, all formulations of inspirational go, creativity. We be the infamous. We be the infamous. We're we doing big shit right now. There's and, very and, uh, little time left. And there's very little time left in this podcast. Only be because there's like tiny, tiny you know? bits of alcohol left. And then we'll want to... Hold on, I'm going to link you up to the Bluetooth in here. I, I experienced ego death a few hours ago, and I have to go right now. But I'll FaceTime you back. Uh, what we got to do another one. All right, so this is uh, Beach Life Beats. We're sponsored by Beach Life Beats. Beach Life Beats, which is underneath. And they let you skip ads so that no one knows what happens after. Beach Life Beats. Instrumental. Garlic. Onions, garlic. Do you want to? Lick some balls. 
Some booty hole. Some booty hole. Maybe holes. Holes. And something else. Eyeballs. Yeah, I got what you need. Something goofy. You could lick. Lick it. If you want. You want it. Uh, if you to do big things. Two big things. You gotta sacrifice some dignity. Ooh, yeah. Alright. We're doing chai. We're being weird. We're gonna be fresh, 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 fresh. We're gonna try fresh, fresh, to not be shy. We're gonna be shy anyway. Oh, okay, alright. We're gonna be what we always wanted to be. Yeah, be. And then we'll go and freestyle against and bitch ass. Yeah, alright. <laughs> and every day. I was born into born against. I never really fit uh, in because I was in there since age zero. And I was really born again. So I was in that bitch from a journalistic perspective. <laughs> Talking about satanic More to shit or not? Yeah. Have to make a decision right now. More to shit or not? Have know. to make a decision right now. Okay, I guess we in it. Beats what we spit in. Let's go. Nobody 
Come on, come on. Too much voice in my headphones. Get the big D from my XB. That's why I'm not acting so scary. I don't got. Oh, wait. I forgot the second part. I don't. Getting big D from my XB. Gonna hit the G spot. If we gonna go to the barbecue spot. I like Long John Silvers. That's what you take me to before you fuck me. I don't want nothing else. I don't want nothing this XB. I want Long John Silver. I want it on my knees. I want you to get on your knees for me after taking me to Long John Silvers. Want you and your crew to bang me as you do but not at the Applebee's someone else go in because I, I just got nothing but this Long John Silver's and Applebee's shit dude I can freeze out I can freeze out all night what are you talking about again born again you gonna go birth yourself again fair enough yeah was that shit about born again's hard or what or was it not hard? Or was it just I, I bo- like bonk and like I was off beat? Could have been more on the sure beat though. Squad, can we can we practice then? Whatever. You think I got? To, you think I can make it? You think I like got talent shit? So, like, Do we what? Just, if we just came back and practiced every day, like at this time, we could make me into a rapper. I don't even like stand-up comedy. I wish I could be a rapper. I want to be a rapper. You don't even like stand-up comedy. This is why no one ever admits they don't like stand-up comedy. Just kidding, I love stand-up comedy. I read some jokes on the train today. Yeah. Some good, yeah, yeah, I mean. Good, good kind of covers this large area of like spectrum that I, I don't even know if it mind falls into no, that. I, I Either way, you know, it's just like the word "good" that so vague I don't have a problem that, that I, I don't even know what you mean when you say "good." I'm the only you know, is it? It's a biblical stage. word. Oh no! Good I'm and bad just like are, are these two no. things on the opposite ends of the spectrum no. with no clear definition as to what is in between. I know maybe you don't know what good jokes are, but I do because I've had the opportunity to do lots of opportunities. What about a semi-good joke? I've Have you heard a semi-good joke? In front of lots of people, and they've been laughing out loud at things I've been saying. COVID's been the best thing for me in the whole world. People didn't think I was funny, and now everybody thinks I'm funny. I'm cool with that. I'd be the only person with stage time, which makes me get better than everybody else. Give me some of your jokes right now. Let's do some jokes on the air. I have so many. Let's do some jokes on the air. I have so many new good jokes. Tell me one of them. Well, you, I mean, my new, one of my newest jokes I wrote, wrote during COVID was the, you know, my first abortion is in 1995, 25 years ago, 25 years ago, I had my first abortion. And my only regret about my first abortion is that uh, I didn't have the kid so I could be fucking all of his friends. I could be fucking all of his friends right now. And I'm not doing that because I aborted the child. Mistake. Maybe a mistake. And then I go into my other, I mean, I have two other abortion jokes. Like, I have like 10 minutes on abortion, so it's a new good abortion joke I like very much. I also figured out a way to couch an old joke into a new joke. Uh, about uh, feminism and yeah, we're all people. Yeah, you know, guys have a people, girls have a vagina. No, it's not spelled like that. But anyway, I do my feminism joke. Instead of doing it so long, I shut it down into like a one-liner, and it works, and it's clean. Whatever, I'm getting paid now for comedy, so 
COVID's only been good for me. <laughs> What's your new joke, Sam? Is that weed? Can I use some of your drugs? Yeah. Can I? Dude, I really just feel like freestyling on the. M do whatever you want to do. All right, all right. You well, you fancy yourself a rapper tonight? Whatever. I've proven myself as such. I feel like in the public do in the in the do in the present domain anyway. Maybe not the public domain. Maybe not the public with a CK like how the Germans used to spell it. Maybe not like that. But you know, I haven't got public. I'm not Adolf, but like, you know. Socialism, baby. <laughs> and nationalism. What else are we doing? What else are we here for? Except jokes. Joke, joke, jokety, joke, jokes. God, this has been... See what are we on? You Hour five of this podcast now? See how I you think I'm just breaking right now. I think I just broke. Do you hear that splintering of my back? Oh, no. You're oh you're splintering. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm the one holding all of this now. shit together. I'm sarcastic. Oh, now. Here's where I'm sarcastic. Right now, oh baby doll. I I never get to complain. I never get to complain. I literally uh, call in. I never get to complain. Agree with me. And what and what do I do? I complain a lot. And you don't listen to any of it. You know that your new hairstyle it makes you look like a um a Vietnam War veteran. But like a really young one, but like, like, like just fresh off the th like yes, so, so like maybe someone will get PTSD, like a woman would get PTSD, like PTSD. She'll get PTSD and be like, I gotta get after that. He's a war hero. It's it's like nineteen. Yes, that's exactly what I'm going for. It's nineteen, especially with Called the me out. green yeah. thing that you're doing with the thing. I'm doing it's a like, green thing. It's nineteen seventy three, like, um. Uh, Vietnam War vet. It's a strategy, mm. folks. It's called strategy. It's called Nietzsche. It's called Friedrich Nietzsche. You figure out you're an Ubermensch. You figure <laughs> you, you realize you can do anything you want. You're wearing once you read glasses. Nietzsche, once you read Nietzsche and you figure out you're an Ubermensch. Once you're in your Nietzsche. You can do anything you fucking want, folks. Once it's up to you. Once you read Nietzsche and you be in the world, Nietzsche. not of it. All right. Oh, you're so smart. It's your Sam. playground. You're so smart. Whip out your dick in public. <laughs> Who's gonna stop you? Seriously, you're ubermensch. Well, when you're when you're wearing direct it. traffic, it's fine. You know what you're doing. <laughs> you know about algorithms, and they're not following them the right way. You know the traffic signs and shit. You know, do that shit yourself, dude. Do that shit yourself if you're listening. Direct traffic. Do it. Just go out and do it. If you. Actually, you do look like a Vietnam War vet who just got out of the bush in like '73. That's the look you're doing right now, like with the, with the glasses. Like no, but like you. Like, I didn't mean it like that. I meant it like you were a chopper, like a. That's my nose going through the bush. The bush. Patrick, we need backup in here. Bring the AT4s. Where's Thompson on a Thompson? Charlie's fucking my wife. You think Charlie vehicle? No, Charlie Bakersfield. He's fucking my wife. He's fucking my. I got a war. 
This guy's a professor of sociology, and he gets to stay home, and he fucks my wife. What the fuck? Sociology. That, that's what Alan all does, like, behind the scenes on MASH was all about. Uh, might as well have been communications. God damn it. This guy's fucking my wife. You know, I sent good men to die in the bush. And this guy's fucking my wife. The bush. And for five minutes out of every month, he decides to be creative. Hi, Billy. Is How are me? you doing? I, I decide to be creative. Are you okay, Billy? You're going to be okay. Billy, Billy, I like your shirt about all the like uh, emotions. Artists. Have you seen Good Time with, with Robert Pattinson? No. Aaron saw that. Yeah, yeah, I can talk to him about that. Is everybody going to be okay? I think we're gonna be okay. Yeah. Gonna be okay. <laughs> <laughs> we did a little bit of freestyle. We did a little. We're on like hour five of this fucking podcast right now. It's literally eleven o'clock. We started at six o'clock. It's a five-hour podcast. You five hour start. Podcast. I guess. I started at s- I I started at six. I started at six fifty-four. Okay. Yeah. It's six it's o'clock. It's a five-hour pod. It's a four-hour and six-minute pod for me. I I. We are competing if only right I now. could live if you, if you at Mutiny Radio, it would be so much we're easier. Com- it would be so much easier. How much Why? pod time do you have? There's going to be a Strava app for pod time, I think. There's They're gonna record your pod an time. unlimited amount of... Do you think that podcasting makes you better? Yes, because... In what ways? Talking into a microphone means that you're crafting your language knowing that someone is trying to listen to it. Yep. So it makes you deal differently with your language. And you don't say, um, or, uh, or, or whatever bullshit people, things people do on stage. And I hate that. I hate it when comics use filler words and they say dumb fucking shit. Like, pay attention, asshole. You're so lazy that while you're on stage, you can't not say, um, or, uh. Like, you're in control of your own language. Say your fucking words. But it's fear, though. It comes from fear. It's not even laziness. Like, I say fuck when I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck, and I'm, like, afraid, you know? Of, of getting of, of getting what? Of just of not doing well. Uh, but, but like, why is this word coming to your head when you're afraid? Uh, Because it's is like it a filler vulgar, word. Yeah, it's, it's a filler like a, word. Do you, yeah. you don't think it's the thing that you're afraid of? Shit, whatever. Whatever. Deep Fucking? Well, no, what's the last time you've been afraid of something? Uh, The last time you had fear in your, in your bones. I mean, when there, when there's like you know, yeah, like about I, you. like we could go just by like an hour ago, like when I was like the smallest bit doesn't matter. Wh- well, I get, I get. Uh, what was it? God, now we're getting cringe. That no, it's fine. We're, we're, dude, we're, we're I mean, I, I can right. talk street. about anything we fucking want to right yeah. now. It's, it's, yeah, a, it's about exactly. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I get fear every time I cross the street. Cross the street? Yeah, I'm a little phobe. And you get and you yell out. No, fuck? I I get I get tight. You say ass. the word fuck. Yeah, for sure. But but yeah, you don't think it like fuck. it's like Freudian or anything? Do you like like when you when you're really afraid? No, it like has the car to is gonna fucking. come and fuck you or some shit. Fucking yeah, yeah, no, it has everything to do with our cultural emphasis behind fuck. And that was like a vulgar word. And I was like, what can you say right now to just make everyone know that you 
you're feeling something. True, yeah, yeah. yeah but at the same time, fuck. I think a car also could, like, fuck a person if the indentation was formed directly yeah. per- per- perfect upon the impu- impact. You know, if it, like, split his butt cheeks in such a way that the car triangulated yeah. into, like, kind of a dick thing. Yeah. And then it split pierced the guy's happened. asshole, like, in, yeah. in a perfect way, kind of. Like, if, it, if his coccyx was per- p- pitched directly to the car, the car could in theory, form a kind of triangle that would split the pelvic bones and it would make this kind of like triangular dick and it could actually fuck the guy in the ass. I good hate grief. Sam so much yeah, right yeah, now. Good grief. <laughs> <laughs> do, you not, do you not, like, do you consider this as a problem? I don't know. Saying stupid things that make sense. <laughs> a car and t- I mean, I'm not. dumb I, shit. Yeah, a car could be a dick. If a car could become a dildo. I'm purely trying to speak theoretically here. (laughs) Where's my lighter, though? Why don't you just vape like the rest of us? Whack. Try it. Try it. Try it. Stop trying to make me do things. Rachel rolled the blunt and then she peaced. Uh, Maybe. Let's smoke it. Yay! I'm all right, I'm so high. I don't even think I can smoke this right now. Yeah, I gotta leave, bro. I'm fucking getting sick. Oh no. You get sick? No, I just like uh, I have the what alcohol poisoning. Just food. You need food? Yeah. I have half of a sandwich. Sandwich this man. Get this man a sandwich. Billy, Billy, gotta eat this sandwich, dude. Don't eat. Don't even ask his consent. Force it down his gullet. Shove it upon his face. On me. Yes. Whoa. Fresh. It is fresh. You're gonna be feeling 100. It's super you fresh. Spe- it came you want me to sprinkle tonight. a little bit of speed on that? I didn't put any drugs on it at all. I would never do that. Oh, but I have sustenance. Yay. Billy needs some water to wash that down. I have water too. Pam has Pam has water. I drank for the first time in my life bottled water at Mutiny Radio that was provided from Mutiny Radio. And and. Did you guys see Training Day? Mm-hmm. I, I did. I know. I'm going to drink less now. What, was it that you and I that were talking about uh, the Kevin Bacon's performance about what weed would be like in Training Day and the screen gets oh, green? Yeah. Was that you and I were, that were talking about that? No, but he does He does. Yes, it was. Dust. He does angel dust, though. PCP. Is that? It wasn't you and I. PCP. You PCP. That would have been. Yeah. Was PCP. it that it was laced with PCP? Is yeah. that the plot? Yeah, he's like, this weed's got me feeling weird. He's like, angel dust, baby. You don't think that was Denzel trying to fuck with him? Yes, he's totally trying to fuck with him. He gives him PCP and he fucks with him. The whole thing. But is that really what PCP? E- like, even if it was PCP, is that what PCP is like? PCP the screen just is turns a, green. It's a Do you remember the scene? Do you remember the scene from from Training Day? Kevin Bacon's in the car. He's in the Cutlass Supreme '85 with Denzel Washington, and they're going to like buy drugs and and. Denzel's like, you gotta do these drugs. You, you know, you gotta be. Wrong. You gotta be it's cool. Ethan Hawk. What? Ethan Hawk. Oh, it is Ethan Hawk. I either thought it was 44-year-old Kevin Bacon or 38-year-old no, Ethan Hawke. It was one of those two. My stomach is rejecting everything Oh, now. I'm so sorry, darling. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to reject this handout. It's no, no. You, hey, if you can't do it, you can't do it. Yeah. You know how that goes. Like, when you've been puking. Dude, you want to, you want to, you want to, you want to Cubano from 23rd Mission? Give me an excuse to ride my bicycle That's right now. It, it's, they're closed. 23rd Mission? No, no, they're, 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 they're like. 11. 11.20. They are. They're 11. You know that spot? 23rd Mission. The corner. I was gonna, That's I was, it. I was, I was yeah. about it. I've read some articles about them. 
Have you had one of their Cubans? Yeah. I've had them with you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, those things are unbelievable. They put so many kinds of meats in them. They put hot dogs. They put ham. (laughs) They put uh, (laughs) the brown, whatever the the gray, 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 black one is. Beef. I think it's just beef. Like loin. They put loin in it. They put bacon in it. I'm already. What's the date? What's today's date? It's like the 13th, the 12th. Today's the 12th. I still have like $174 on my food stamps. I can fucking meet out. Go to town. We can have a we can have a mutiny radio barbecue again. Barbecue. Yeah. Pam, the government. You should shush because the government might think you're spending some of your money on weed. No, I well no I on marijuana. No, I get my weed for free, but I use. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Pam, you're on food stamps. You can't be revealing to the government that you're an abuser of marijuana. No, I. You're an abuser of marijuana, is what you are, and you're on food stamps too. Well, but I I use all of my food stamps to make the pop food, so it's so great. For years and years, I use their money. Shit, it's it's all real. What we thought was real, it's all real. It's all real. It's all it's all real. It's all as we imagined. They're using the food to to feed themselves, but it also gets them high. Yes. It also gets them high, and God damn it. Oh, this week for my birthday for my birthday anniversary. Because I'm a, a, a child, if anybody is a pedophile out there, it's my nine-year anniversary of comedy, and, and you can... What about being really a child? Assault me. Well, I'm a child. I'm a child of comedy. Are you going to do your, wear your child thing where you dress no, up like a child? No, I'm going to make a fucking ice cream cake, and it's going to have ice... The ice cream's going to have weed in it. I'm going to make ice cream from scratch, because I know how to do that, with weed in it. And I'm going to make the cake with weed in it, and it's going to be a fucking ice cream cake. It's going to have weed in it, so come to my party. Come to my yeah. party. <laughs> it's going to be, I think I might do. Billy, you think you're going to go, dude? I think I might do yeah. all white cake with, and and like vanilla ice cream, but then do super chocolate on the outside. Because all of the vanilla stuff on the inside will have weed in it, and all the chocolate on the outside will mask it. So it'll be great. It'll be fine. You, you won't, none of you will taste any of it. You'll be fine. You gonna bake a cake for yourself? I'm gonna make an ice cream. You don't think that's a little bit desperate? No, no, no. No one's gonna ever make a cake for me. And fuck anybody who tries to make a cake for me. I make the best cakes. Try to make a cake for me. Is this your ploy to try to get us to make a cake for you? No. Because I'll do it. I'll do it. I. uh, Just send me a recipe. You think you can make a cake? Send me the recipe and then act surprised when I bring it to you. Like, oh my god, what? It's a cake? But actually, send me the recipe. But guide does me it have every weed step. in it? But will it have weed in it? Give That's me the weed, question. too. Are you can, anyone can put fucking weed in food. Sorry. The, no, oh, oh, I didn't mean oh, that. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. Yes, I did. Anybody can, but just most people don't have the knowledge. And that's fine. Of what marijuana can do to your cerebrus? My, my first marijuana recipe was published before you were born. My first recipe was published in 1993 in uh, a comedy newspaper called The Koala from UC San Diego. Before you were born, I was working with marijuana food, and I sucked at it then, and now I'm really good at it because that's what happens when you do something every day for 25 years. You get good at it. (laughs) Are you high right now? Yes! (laughs) Duh. Do you inhale? Of course. What did it make you feel like? 
What did it make you feel like? Like the the whole world takes off its veil and things have multiple different colors than you didn't see before and um, everything, uh, every weird thing that you were like, oh, I felt this way and you're like, oh, wait, I'm high. I'm just being stupid. Like it all becomes very easy. Yay, being high all the time. Yay. Where's my weed? You know, being I actually high have a ton like of it. I have a ton of it in the closet over there. You should Hold not on. say that on the air. You know, being high to me is like, is like being like, like the whole world is exactly the same and I'm really high. <laughs> Sometimes when I smoke a lot of pot, I feel like everybody else gets high and I'm not high. <laughs> like everyone else has the problem. It's not me. You're one of the new nomads. You're a COVID no, nomad. No, you're not getting your life straight. COVID yeah, nomad. Yeah, I gotta get go back home. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I have. <laughs> On my sofa, of course, my poor sofa. Pancakes not there tonight. The place put out. He doesn't even. He doesn't even open it up anymore. He just sleeps. The huge pancake sleeps on the oh, tiny yeah, little sofa. The I know. It's so silly. Because it's COVID times. And it's a Sunday. I've done that. I've been in fucking... Um, it's called Oakland, that place, and hang you out to dry. I wish I had more food for you. I usually do. I usually have more food for the boys. Tried the sandwich. Didn't bring enough food. Bring the candy. Candy's at my house. Actually, the candy might be at the bottom of my bag, but I don't think that's going to help you right now. Okay, I put on music because you're hurting. So I felt like really connected to that. And then also when you're talking about your mom and all that stuff and your childhood, and I know they put that in to, you know, create a character for you. Um, but do you feel like the character that they put out, does that, do you feel represented? Do you feel like they got you? Or do you feel like, well, they tried? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, the things that you're referring to, yes. And... It's interesting because I still was really, so there's a bunch, a bunch to say about that. One is that they really encouraged us to be really vulnerable and talk about, you know, what was true for us emotionally. And part of my choice to do that was, was that. And I think that you often see people, you know, a lot of things up for people and processing a lot of your life choices. And that was true for me too. But also it was particularly specific advice of one friend who is a friend who has done the show before. I actually have a lot of friends who have done this because those are kind of the circles that I that I move in. And he told me, you know, like, this 
journey is so intense that you it's really hard to do just for yourself and you want to find something you know a goal that's about someone that you love or something that you love or really attached to to make the journey bigger than yourself and and so that's part of what prompted that conversation with my looking to that and certainly in terms of finances you know I'm a person who has chosen to live under the poverty line for most of my life because I've just always prioritized different things. I've prioritized freedom and, you know, being able to have wild adventures over financial security, and that's fine. But one of the goals that would make, you know, pushing it to get a bunch of money worth it would be something like being able to adopt because, again, you know, I wanted a family so bad for so much of my life and have had a lot of angst around that not happening at the same time it feels representative of like my life before alone and not as much now because i had a lot of time to think about and process those choices while i was out there and recognizing that like i'm so grateful to have the life that i have and the opportunities that i've had and had i had a family i probably wouldn't have gone out on a loan and <laughs> that was the most amazing experience of my entire life and i wouldn't trade it for anything yeah. right now and, you know, so I made those choices from the authentic place that I was in when those choices were up for me. So how would I go back and change that now? So I processed a lot of my regrets while I was out there. And so when I came back out and saw that footage, I was thinking, that doesn't represent me. Mm. But the truth is that it did represent me at one time, just not as much anymore because things have shifted. And I would also say that I'm, I'm someone who has dealt with a lot of sorrow and angst around not having had a family, but I don't think that I am a person who really, like I'm a person with a very positive forward thinking attitude and not someone who tends to go into like, woe is me places. Right. And so I feel like focusing on that maybe painted me a little bit more in that light. Um, but it definitely, I mean, anyone who knows me knows that, knows that it's true that like not having had a family has been one of my major sorrows in life. So that's accurate. The part that really bothered me that feels less accurate is when they talked about um, they they did some uh, some careful editing to create some sentences that I didn't actually speak. Wow. And that was really frustrating. And That is really disappointing that, you know, to I've hear. Never, because you filmed yeah, so much and the, stuff. The one place that that was true, yeah. They, they had me say at one point towards the very end, I've never had enough money to eat well, and that's why I'm here. And that is, like, nauseating to Ooh. me to hear because that's not true, and I felt like it painted a very different picture of who I am. And, um, and it basically made me say that I was there for the money because I was desperate for money because I don't have enough money to eat otherwise, which is absurd. Um, and it is definitely true that I have lived on a lot less money than, you know, like well under the poverty line and that that has affected some of my food choices in terms of like being able to buy all of the healthiest organic food and whatever I want all the time. And yet the way they made it say that is like that I've been so poor that I'm starving and that that's was my motivation for being on the show. And that was like a complete 180 and the furthest thing from the truth. So in that way, I felt very misrepresented. And, um, you know, I've had people write me saying, like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. I hope you can afford to eat now. And oh, I'm just like, oh, God. my God. <laughs> That's awful. And, you know, I think that overall, you know, that one part. So they, they do interviews with you before you go, when you come back, and when they come and do medical checks. And sometimes they use that those audio clips and overlay it onto your time out as if it's what you're saying in the moment. Sure. 
And that's what happened with that clip. And it wasn't, that was, that was a moment when I like went out to the lake to sing this beautiful song of hope and joy. And instead they did this overlay of audio saying, I'm so poor me, I'm so poor, I can't afford to eat. And I'm just here so that I can afford to get a decent meal for once. And oh. um, <laughs> I think that most people, most everyone I feel like who has written me, which is like hundreds, thousands of people, um, that part of the message is not what they can like. I think it's clear of like my energy and most of the things that like my joy and my positivity were what came through more. And the contrast of that one sentence was, um, you know, was big enough that they don't even see that as part of my journey. It seems like most people who write, and I hope that that's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, that's a sore spot for me. That's the one major sore spot for me. And, um, and with the whole fair enough. Um, Cat yeah. Plank is a person she wanted to ask a question. Um, your master's degree is in what? And uh, she says environmental science. Environmental oh, science. Sorry, I'll let you finish. Oh no! So she said mm -hmm. she's personally curious about your background. So environmental science, and it's obvious that you have mad skills that are extremely niche. Um, but how did you decide to learn those kinds of skills? And so I guess it would be when you were when you were 19, or was it when you were younger even? That you you already said at the beginning you went into a, a, a skills program, a wilderness program when you were 19. Was that when you started this journey into ancestral skills, or was it before that that you had a great interest, even like as a young child? Yeah, that's a great question. Definitely as a young child, um, I was always super fascinated, like all of my favorite books, you know, like I had a book about Ishii when I was a kid, and all of the little house books, and Laura Ingalls um, Wilder's story, and Island of the Blue Dolphins, like those were the books that I loved, and you know, Hatchet, and that kind of thing, so I was obsessed with these things as a kid, and like all of my childhood games were me as Karana on the land, like I would pick red clover blossoms, and you know, put them in a hole in the ground, because I was saving up food for the winter, you know, that was that was what I was obsessed with. But I didn't think that those things were, you know, I thought that that was from the past and not something that was available to me. So, um, so I, you know, I always did a lot of things with my hands. I was into sewing and knitting and crocheting and that kind of thing. And like the hand crafts that were available to me, but I didn't really have other avenues. Um, you know, like I grew up in a rural place, but you know, we weren't, we weren't, we grew strawberries and we grew a small garden, but you know, we weren't like harvesting wild food or anything. This wasn't in my, this wasn't in my background and how I was raised up. Um, but I was always looking for that stuff. And when I was, um, I think a freshman or a sophomore, I think a sophomore in college, and I went to school for biology and environmental studies. So like a deep connection to the natural world was always a part of me. And my parents were both outdoor people. My dad was a, an endurance runner doing 100-mile trail runs, cool. and my mom was a backpacker and in the Sierra Club. So I spent a lot of time hiking and, you know, out in wild places as a kid. Um, but it was when I was a sophomore in college that a friend of mine gave me a book, um, The Tracker by Tom Brown Jr., um, where he kind of talks about using these skills in his childhood um, coming into relationship with the land. And that was really inspiring to me. And so when I wanted to do a field course one summer, I specifically looked for one um, that might have some, some of those skills and found, um, found one that had instructors who had taught some ancestral skills. And so I chose the course based on that. And that's not what the focus of the course was, but it was a big focus for me because that was where my interest laid. Um, and then they told me about a skills gathering that they had been to 
that was all focused on ancestral skills. And so I went to that, and that was um, when I was 19. And so that was what really showed me that, in fact, this was something that was still available, that people were still doing. And then from that point on, I just threw myself into it wholeheartedly and definitely kind of had, like, fantasies about running off naked into the wilderness, you know, with just my knife and living there forevermore. And um, my first gathering was when I was introduced to buckskin clothing, and that completely changed my life and became my biggest goal was to, you know, learn to tan hides and make clothing for myself. And um, so, yeah, from that point on, anytime I wasn't in school, I was, I was out in the woods by myself doing skilled stuff um, or going to gatherings whenever I could and spending summers on some land in Idaho with a bunch of folks who were teaching and practicing skills and, you know, organizing Stone Age trips and harvesting wild food and just you know, learning as much as I could in every possible way. Um, and, you know, then I had, then I had a period in my early twenties where I kind of, where I was in, involved in a relationship and with my first husband and um, that wasn't really the life that he wanted to live. And I felt like I ended up compromising a lot on how, how I was living for, for love, you know, for that relationship. And um, that was how I ended up in grad school actually was kind of trying like not not being happy in the normal working world. And I was working, you know, interesting jobs. I was doing environmental ed and working as a naturalist in a state park and doing cool stuff, but it just wasn't me. It wasn't the life that I wanted. I wanted something so much more wild and rugged and um, really had this period of feeling like I compromised so much of myself and lost myself and became really deeply depressed and, um, even suicidal. We have like the um, same story. It's dripping me out, but keep going. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, I think it's a common one. Um, so yeah, so I spent a lot of my twenties compromising on what I wanted to do. And then eventually, um, I was in grad school when I kind of, I don't know, like came to a place where I realized that like my soul was dying and I couldn't, I couldn't do what I was doing anymore and ended up, you know, leaving my husband quitting grad school. I, I had enough credits to get my degree, but I quit my thesis. So I ended up graduating with a non-thesis science degree, which means you can't really work in academia. You can do a lot of other things, but you're not going to ever go on to be a professor or anything um, or a researcher. But um, but I, it was pretty clear that I didn't want to anyway at that point. So yeah, so I ended up, you know, quitting grad school, leaving my husband and moving away from my like, you know, easy house outside of town and running off to Northern Ontario um, with someone that I met at a friend's wedding who was about to go out on this crazy journey and um, living up there for a while until the Canadian government kicked us out. (laughs) And from that moment on, just really absolutely devoted to living my life and not compromising on that again and living a much wilder, less conventional life. Um, But yeah, I came to that through compromising and trying to, you know, quote, be normal and live a normal life for a while and just being absolutely miserable and feeling trapped and, um, yeah. And you, you gave know, up learned, the safety. Learned the hard way. You gave up the safety for your gave truth. Up the safety for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, I did yeah. the same thing. I was married for a long time and, and I left him and all, it's very, very similar story, very depressed, trying to, blah, 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 and now I do what I want. Yay! So I'm glad that you, yeah. I have and like, I think it's, it's been gratifying because, yeah. I just have a, I have a couple more questions for you because we've been going for an hour and I don't want to take up too much of your time because you're so awesome. But I mean, I, I want to take up all of your time, but I don't, I also don't want to, you know, so finish your thing. And then I have like two more questions. Oh, 
I was just going to say that at the time, I think it was hard. You know, it was like quite devastating for my husband. We're still very good friends. He's a wonderful man. But, you know, I think at the time he never really believed me about why I was dissatisfied and how I said I wanted to live. Um, and, you know, because I was not doing those things. I had been compromising. So it's like, yeah, you say that. But but I think now and especially after alone now, he's like, okay, yeah, I, I get it now. I get that what you were saying all along of what you actually needed and wanted. Yeah, it makes more sense now. <laughs> 73 so it's gratifying days. in that way. But like, yeah. Uh, so have you ever thought of going back to your Arctic Peninsula, like during the summer? I would love to. Yeah, yeah, no, I love to. I mean, once, once I have a little bit more space in my life, that is definitely um, a, very much a goal. I intend... I intend to do so. I also intend to spend some time on that lake, places where one can actually catch fish and just gorge on trout. <laughs> yeah, I saw those beautiful fish. Um, okay, so yeah. my last question, it might be totally inappropriate, but, and I can cut it out of the interview <laughs> if you want. Okay, the way I came to the show, because I, I'm a stand-up comedian, I watched the show <laughs> And I was like, I don't, I don't watch porn. It's not my thing. Not, I'm not into it. But I was watching alone because it hits all of my triggers. Like, it's like emotional lumberjacks crying. It's like survival starving. It's like all the Laura Ingalls Wilder stuff I love. So I made this like big long joke that I've done on stage about how it's my porn, and I, I masturbate to it when I'm alone, <laughs> quote, unquote, right? So my question is, great. when you're out there and we're at the base of humanity, was there any, like, sexy time? Feel Did it not even enter your head at all? Or was there any, like, I mean, were you so – I'm just I'm, – because I'm thinking about ancestral skills, and I'm thinking about – people used to live out there and babies were made yeah. and this is a part of being human. <laughs> right. I mean, I was isolated the whole time. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I don't, I, I think probably differently than you experience it. Cause to me, it's my norm. You know, I think that often things that people eroticize are things that are like outside of their norm and therefore exciting. And so in that way, that, that experience wasn't, but there is definitely something about that, like that primal energy of being out on, you know, in a wild place and um, experience things in the way it's very, you know, it's very physical. It's very rooted in the body and it's, you know, the like life and death and like getting down to the nitty gritty of life. And sure, there's, there's a sexual energy in there. And, uh, and yeah, no, that like towards the end where I had been starving. And just so you know, like I tend to be kind of a no holds barred kind of person. I'm, I'm pretty, um, <laughs> I'm a pretty open book, so this doesn't feel inappropriate, but um, you can edit it out if you think. That's no, no, hey, I'm fine with it. But I yeah, watched no. the whole poop. I watched the whole poop video and I was like, it's scintillated. <laughs> like I watched right. the whole 22 yeah, minute poop yeah. video. I was like, all right. right. I mean <laughs> yeah. No, I tend to just talk about the stuff that needs talking about. So whatever. But yeah, no, I mean, I would say that like that, uh, there wasn't like more sexual energy for me out there than there would be otherwise, but it wasn't absent um, until towards the end when I had been really starving for a long freaking time. Because, you know, like starting to digest your own muscles kind of takes it out of you. Right, right. <laughs> There's actually a moment where when they were out for a medical check and 
I, I somehow like this happens to me where I will say something and not realize the connotation of it afterwards. But there was something where I like invited one of the people to spend the night in my cabin with me, one, which like obviously it was not going to happen. But like, and and like the, the film people were kind of like, "Ooh, should we like be present for this conversation?" And then I was like, "Oh, that did sound like that, didn't it?" But uh, <laughs> Do you want to spend the night but, um, in my yeah, wilderness cabin. <laughs> I think it was like just after I had made the bed or something. They're like, "Oh yeah, that looks pretty cozy." And I'm like, "Heck yeah, it is. Hey, try it out." Um, <laughs> something like that. But I always, I always laugh that everybody was like, everybody turned a little bit red after that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's. Well, I, this has been amazing. Can you like plug Buckskin Revolution? Give us your website, your YouTube, what you you know, how people can. Like, do you have a book? Can have you read? Have you written a book yet? When's your book coming out? Like, um, I have I have several book projects in the works right now. Um, so yeah, there's a lot that I can say about all of that. So my business is Buckskin Revolution, and um, you know, the mission of my business is to empower people with the skills to you know, tend to their needs with their own two hands and from the landscape around them. And so it's about, it's about ancestral skills. And it's also about applying those skills, like having those skills, even if we don't use them, that knowing that we have them changes how we are in our daily life and comes, has us coming from a place that is uh, feeling empowered rather than feeling trapped in the system and feeling like a whole person who is actually using the the physiology that we evolved to have um and also you know just recognizing ourselves as wild creatures and with a profound relationship to the wild so having things in our daily lives whatever they might be that remind us of our connection to landscapes outside you know you might not need to go out and forage your own food every day but could you have a little you know a buckskin bag hanging on your wall where you know that it came from a wild creature and therefore it's kind of an anchor for the wild in your life even if you're living in an apartment building in the Bronx you know wherever you find yourself can you can you integrate a little bit of the wild into your life um, so, you know, connection to the landscape around us, connection to who we are on a deeper level, connection to our human community, connection to our ancestors, um, and skills for actually land-based living, you know, um, growing, storing, um, food, medicines, all of those things. So, um, and part of my mission really is to spread those as far and wide as I can, and that's why I've been focusing more on um, you know, videos and online courses and writing recently. And I, you know, have traveled around the country teaching this stuff for the past several decades. Um, that's been a huge part of my life. And that's really rewarding to me. And I intend to keep doing it. But these days, since the bigger platform um, and the publicity of alone, a lot more people are interested in what I'm doing. So I'm trying to, um, to branch into the video stuff to make it more accessible to people who couldn't come and do a class in person. So there's a lot of ways to be involved in what I'm doing. Um, I have an online skills gathering happening right now. Last week is going to be the last week to register for that. But that's uh, an entire you know, week's worth of classes spread out over 10 weeks of all of the skills like we're talking about, all of the background that, um, that you know, prepares you for more time in the wild and more land-based living. Um, also, I have a Patreon membership, which is a, a crowdfunding platform, but it's a membership-based, so you're, you know, 
um, you're part of a team, basically the Buckskin Revolution Patreon team. So that is a huge part of allowing me to do a lot of the videos and writing. And eventually I'm hoping to be able to hire people to help me with my video editing because I can only, I'm doing everything myself right oh, now and there's yeah. only so much I can produce. So I could get a lot more out there if I had more support um, and able to, to hire folks to support me in that. So check me out on Patreon. That is www.patreon.com backslash Wonia Buckskin Revolution and you get all kinds of benefits for that and it's a lot more interactive and reciprocal and you know exclusive content and you know merchandise for certain things your name in my books and getting to ask questions and a lot more a lot more interaction um so I really encourage people to do that that's a huge part of what supports me right now in being able to do this stuff um, the mailing list on my website will get you um, in my system so that you get my newsletters, which has my teaching schedule. Um, obviously, most of my in-person teaching has been canceled um, due to COVID, but I will be getting back to that. And I also do mentoring through um, Sage FM, which is, a, which is a mentoring platform where folks can call in and do um, live video and phone consultations. And so that's a way to, you know, get one-on-one -on -one help with your skills um, and you know like I can walk you through brain tanning you can ask questions about a loan you can ask questions about I just had a great conversation last week about how to keep a positive attitude in the face of challenges and adversity um, so yeah I'm really trying to do what I can to make a positive impact on the world and um, also you know social justice is a part of, of buckskin revolution and a part of the revolution and so trying to make these skills more accessible to more people because I feel like you know there are a lot of people who are disenfranchised and yeah. don't have access to even just getting out into the woods and nature so trying to do what I can to spread access in more ways so that more people you know feel empowered and feel like they have some control over their their lives and their choices and they're not just pawns in a system that they don't understand um, and you know can't control which like I get because that's how I felt in my 20s when I was trying to plug into the system and it wasn't working for me um, yeah. you're amazing I'm on and Facebook <laughs> thank you so yeah there are so many ways to be involved in what I'm doing and yes I do have a couple books my patreon members have access to my writing before it's published wow. for many years I was selling the rough draft of my book about buckskin clothing right now the only way that you can get that is if you're a patreon member at certain levels you get that rough draft copy of my book that's close to published but not there yet um, you get that for free at certain levels or you get to buy it for a discounted rate at other levels so um, yeah, working hard to pump a lot of good resources out there into the world so we have a society of happier, healthier, more whole, more empowered, more inspired, and inspiring people. Yay! This has been, like, <laughs> the highlight of my whole, like, I can't even tell you. This is a dream come to fruition. I never thought, you're a real person doing real things. <laughs> of course ah. I am. Yeah. There are all, the other things we didn't get into are like your philosophies on entitlement and like feminism and stuff, but maybe another time. This has been incredible and I thank you so much for your time and I and I can't wait to see what happens next um with you and Buckskin Revolution and everything else online and everybody join the Patreon and thank, thank you. you so much for talking to me on Mutiny Radio. Uh, and I I'm hope so that glad we can, to. Thank you so much for asking. Yeah, I hope we can promote anything that you're doing in the future. Again, this has been like, thank you so much. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Enjoy <laughs> the sunshine. Thank you. And I thought the cat was alive. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's okay. Yeah, no problem. Right.
right. Well, yeah. thanks so much for your time, and I hope to talk to you again someday thanks, soon. Sam. Have a great day. Bye. Sam's great. Yep, we'll be in touch. Yep, all right. Bye. <laughs> that. That was Ronia Ronia Thabot, everyone. You can see her online on uh, on Facebook. Her fan page is uh, Winnie Dawn. And that has been an awesome interview. And I'm so proud of myself because I didn't cry. I didn't cry. All right. So call me Tim, everyone. I've been Pam Benjamin. That was Winnie Dawn. This is MutinyRadio.fm. Hey, hit up our uh, Venmo. Mutiny Radio, all one word. Yep, 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 yep. It's a, uh, it's Bug House Square. It's Tuesday. It's six o'clock, and uh, you know I'm just uh, in my mind saying six o'clock on Tuesday. Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? I've been hearing his name all over the land. Hey, this week on Bug House Square. Well, why? Uh, let me tell you what I got. I got a. Tell me why. I just went through and I picked things that um, I thought would be. Uplifting, yet not necessarily sad, but you know, uh, reflective maybe down in, in a sad kind of way. <laughs> so yes, it's two hours of sadness, and uh, no, no, not at all. It's um, it's it's not about sadness at all. It's about celebration. So uh, thanks for doing what you got to do to do. This is Buckhouse Square. Mutant Radio. Stormy days, we'd pass the time away. Sleeping in some good warm place. Man, come along and we give him a little race. Was that a vigilante man? Preacher Casey was just a working man. And he said, unite all you working men. Killed him in the river. Some strange man was that, a vigilante man. Oh, yeah, and I got some contributors in there, too. Oh, why does a vigilante man, why does a vigilante man carry that sawed-off shotgun in his hand? Would he shoot his brother and sister down? I rambled around from town to town. I rambled around from town to town. And they herded us around like a wild herd of cattle. Was that the vigilante men? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante?
mighty man. I've heard his name all over the
Up where the grass is 